Hi there, beautiful souls. So thanks a lot for tuning in once again to my YouTube channel. And uh, yes, I thought about let's uh, making another podcast uh, this time. I think it is uh, the right thing to do at this moment. Uh, it's about a subject that is pretty controversial and not everybody would like to talk about. I mean, there are a lot of people who would like to talk about changing diets and everything. Whereas going a little bit deeper into our own psyche is something that we try to avoid at all times sometimes. And maybe it will even upset you. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Of course, I'm not trying to upset you. I'm just trying to raise some awareness for uh, for some stuff that we're actually all doing. And if you would like to support me, then uh, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. This will make it easy for me to reach more people and do this especially when you think that you like the content and if you would like some videos about cats and everything then then this channel is nothing for you all right before we uh, we start let's see if we can arrive fully in this present moment right here right now so maybe uh it helps to look around and see where you are and to uh, take a deep breath hold it for a while and then to let it all go. So, I'll take you on a journey. And let's start this with, an, uh, with a situation that I recently encountered. I was sitting in the restaurant. I saw a few children and an adult that wanted to make contact with these children. Now the children looked at the man and completely ignored him and walked away. You know, this is an interesting uh, situation because it might give you or me the, the idea that those children are very rude. But then again, is that really the case? Is it really not normal for a child to, to not interact with someone they don't know and they don't want to? I think it is probably very natural. But we have probably been in the exact same um, position uh, in our life, in our childhood. But this natural way of behavior is just, it has been beaten out of us. When we are going through the uh, socialization process, uh, a child is very vulnerable. It needs to be part of the group. It needs to uh, rely on mom and dad and the teacher in order, for t in order to survive. And when I was working in a primary school, I found out that children are such loyal creatures, so loyal that there is no need to manipulate them. But yes, they do have emotions and feelings and desires and the need for autonomy and exploring the world in their own way. And this is not something that caretakers and adults have the time for or maybe even uh, the tools to deal with that. How would you deal with a child that has anger because it doesn't want to do something when you're also as an adult, most likely uh, up into your neck with, uh, with, with all the stress and everything that you're going through yourself. So most adults give their children or caretakers give the children the idea that some parts of the child is not good. It's not good to have anger. It's not good to have sad, to, 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 be, to be sad or have sadness. Or whatever negative emotion uh, or uh, will of your own 
they uh, they'd like to uh, express so these adults who cannot deal with their own feelings and emotions and desires because they have learned to numb it can't help the children with this instead they feel probably the automatic urge to treat the children the exact same way as how they have been treated in the past which is always bulldozing rejecting disowning denying a part of the child and the child can get very successful in this once the child has become enough self-aware of these emotions and the possibility of rejecting and disowning all these parts of itself so if a child needs to for survival reasons uh, suppress all these needs because of an adult who can't deal with it the, ch the adult is actually uh, bullying the child and the thing is then that the child will not stop loving the adult because it needs to love the adult it's a survival need so instead it will eventually stop loving itself and if you're doing this over the course of many years where you uh, practice this this form of self-hatred that i feel present in almost every human being that i feel you suppress all the negative emotions and as i've said before you suppress them in the body uh, they attach themselves to body parts to organs and they are basically uh, just being dormant in your body but overall your body becomes a very uncomfortable place there is always this discomfort in the body and you would like to you know do something against that so we got on one part we've got this unease and then on the other part we form a behavior a desired behavior by our by our caretakers and adults to be a certain type of desired child so we can form a behavior which is a coping behavior to deal then with those negative feelings and emotions that we've stored in our bodies and of course the adults will think that this child successfully adapted itself to society's needs but instead, the child is using the fight or flight mechanism to fight the feelings and to use flight to arrive somewhere else eventually in the future by having an, what's called an inner parent coping strategy to eventually get him the opposite of the feeling inside of himself. And those feelings, when you keep running away from yourself, are always unworthiness, um, but you're bad because that's basically what you're telling yourself all the time you're bad uh, that's why i'm running away from you and over the course of many years the child learns adapted behavior that is unnatural to deal with these feelings that are completely natural but not allowed and they develop a certain type of personality and i read this first in the books of john sono dr john sono who was an uh, let's say a therapist who help people deal with chronic pain and he found out that there is a certain personality type behind all these diseases and pain syndromes fibromyalgia or fatigue as well so this common theme is that all these people were actually severe traumatized which is um, a traumatizing event is an emotion that you can't express and therefore uh, blocks it off and then disattach yourself from the emotion and your body eventually as well so living in, in the mind so these are all mind-based people um, let's say like that they're they're living in their heads and they have so many coping mechanisms to uh, overcompensate the feeling of unworthiness 
uh, by being a perfectionist, uh, being a goodist, uh, being a responsible person, um, and so on. Or maybe just to please other people to get something uh, what they would like. And from the child's perspective, all these adaptive behaviors is fight or flight. It is a survival mechanism to get safety enough to get through childhood. And maybe this was necessary in our childhood due to the uh, emotional dark ages that we were living in. But it is very unhealthy to do this as an adult. But unfortunately, almost no one has learned the tools to deal with this, to deal with the negative buildup in our body. And, you know, everything we push away from ourselves, everything we push away from the light of consciousness, that what we really are, gets sort of uh, a darkness, something we, that we do not want to see. And the darkness inside of us is then growing each time you reject a certain part of yourself, a certain aspect that is not allowed. The darkness grows inside of you. And the darkness has its needs, of course, because it wants to be a goodest, you know, because it feels bad, it feels cut off from the world, it feels lonely, so it wants connection. So therefore, all the coping mechanisms will then... Um, unconsciously try to get something that is the opposite of that feeling but some of the worst parts as well is that the more you try to do a certain type of behavior to get somewhere a survival strategy the more you enhance the feeling that is underneath that that it is unworthy because if it were to be worthy you wouldn't run away would you so this has a negative build-up it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until the pain is no longer controllable. And that is the moment that people often get sick. That is when, uh, in the book The Intelligent Body, the author says that the stress buckets will overflow. So in the stress bucket, it's not just stress what we think about. It is the stress of suppression, the stress of living an unnatural, unhealthy life. And Gabor Mate also um, wrote a lot about the different types of coping uh, personalities that can lead to certain types of, uh, of illnesses. And he made it very clear that each illness has its own personality type. And the word person comes from Greek, uh, means persona. Uh, well, it comes from persona, which means a mask. So the mask is... Uh, one point hiding something probably the vulnerability the pain the unworthiness the not feeling good enough and on the other hand it is trying to show the opposite which is always a duality then a friction between two parts that are at war with each other and this is the inner war that people are having so if we then go back to childhood we have the very devoted children that are being taught that they are unworthy, not good enough, not valid, unless they do something. Something that the adult wants from the child, the adult that cannot deal with itself and it cannot deal with a real child. And of course, this, this, uh, this, this energy wants children to be good, to be responsible, to get something from school, to get something from life, to be a certain type of person. And that personality type is a goodist. And um, when you get ill, the stress of it is just has been too much. 
it's overflowing your system. It's overwhelming. Something happened. Something triggered probably it and you can't hold it in any longer. Maybe the arm that you use to, to suppress it all the time is losing its power and it's, it all comes up. And you experience it at that moment as uh, symptoms or just excessive stress. So you can't keep up with your mind's appearances any longer. You can't pretend to be something else than the unwording part inside of yourself that you do not notice yet. You can't run away from yourself any longer. Life has put things on a halt for you. Stop. You can go this far, but this has the end of the of the journey. From now on, it's the journey back. So then you get ill. And then for most people, the first thing they want is to get rid of the symptoms. Just like they wanted to get rid of the emotions that they've probably never ever felt in life. I, for example, uh, am almost unable to experience fear because I was so afraid in my childhood of all the misery that I that I came across with that blocking this fear is far better for me than feeling it. At least that's how I develop myself. And now I'm still practicing feeling fear uh, so I don't have to feel uh, inner stress and, and fatigue eventually. So at a certain point you you can't keep up with your mind's appearances. You can't keep up with your strategies and everything. And you feel the unworthiness that is below that all the time. Whereas before you felt a, a trigger and you felt this slight unworthiness inside of you and you immediately went to, let's say, please someone or if you were like me, uh, to joke, uh, make jokes or to try to, to be a goodest and be a responsible person, you can't do it anymore. And you're confronted with that feeling inside of you very unpleasant feeling besides all the other feelings and symptoms it's just overwhelming it's too much so you then maybe land on my website and book me for a coaching session and then we can find out your your hidden desires that were probably mostly unconscious and you're stating things like i want to be a good man i want to be a good person I want to be good. And then you get a question back from me. Who wants to be good? And this is, of, of course, a very uh, weird question. Very inconvenient, maybe, even. Have you ever asked yourself that question? So who wants to be good? Who wants to be a goodist? And I think the answer is someone who deep down feels like he or she is not good maybe even wrong, maybe even bad. Who wants to be a perfectionist? Someone who also feels unworthy, not good enough, and needs this to prove to others that they're worthy. It's a survival need from childhood. You can also ask this question for almost everything in life. For example, who wants to be a millionaire? Most people do. But it tells me that they feel poor, they feel weak, they don't have trust in life, they are completely poor, basically. Now, I would like to, uh, to, to change the story a little bit and go back to the period where I was working one day a week at a primary school. And what I saw there, it blew my mind. 
and just think just the same as the uh, the Dr. Sarno personality type and what I saw in the schools. It was sort of a rabbit hole that only let me go deeper into the human psyche. What I found out is that most books in, in school were political and they were telling propaganda to children, which is, of course, uh, unexpected and, and most people won't even realize this uh, because they've been so full of propaganda themselves and, and how they ought to live. Because if you would like to control people, which is a manipulation need from the darkness, the darkness that many people have inside of themselves because of rejected feelings. You want to control people because you cannot get into a real feeling of feeling good anymore. Instead, you need to get it from someone else. Uh, you need to, uh, you're probably going to live in symbols like money on the bank account or status symbols uh, like buying a big car and then thinking about what other people would think about you you know those kind of things but this can get into very mean ways of dealing with life pure manipulation pure psychopathic behavior and now this is where it all comes together because if you have learned to not trust on your inner guidance system and if your body is due to this education feels so uh, well it just feels so miserable to be in there and you've also at the same time been le learned to be very analytical and to live in your mind you are so far away from your own power and your own destiny as you could possibly get so this is the moment where people start to trust more in authority figures than in themselves because their own body basically feels that they're unworthy. They're not good enough. And then I found out that this, this paradigm where we're living in, it's not a coincidence. This is actually not the case. And I wish it would be different. But it is just, it just isn't. The, in, in places like governments or other positions of power, the amount of psychopaths is probably between 20 to 25 percent but apart from that the pyramid structure where all these uh, power things are uh, are working with is a psychosopathic model as well so even if a good person would try to 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 live in there and, and, and change the system it's it's probably almost impossible because it's a pyramidal uh, pyramid structure it's a structure based on control so it's not a coincidence that people need to learn to suppress their feelings because they uh, need to get away from their internal guidance system as far as possible. A psychopath is usually someone who went through a very, very traumatic experience at a very young age. It could be uh, the child of a war victim. It could be someone who has seen excessive violence or uh, whatever could be someone who has gone through lots of uh, demonic rituals which are actually uh, happening all over the world uh, because there is a, a battle between the light and the darkness on this planet and the more we suppress our own uh, being into the into the darkness the more uh, psychopathic we become to ourselves 
And a psychopath is someone who hardly feel anything anymore, but it needs to to control you. Then it, need, it it wants these kind of things, which is a very natural behavior. It's a, it's a very natural consequence of an inner child that is completely uh, in the dark, so to speak. And a psychopath is is trained just like I was to 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 entertain people, but also to to charm people into following them. But the desire of a psychopath is power over you it is not to help you but it needs your energy so for example let's say you have a desire to clean up the pollution from the earth and then there is a political party that tells to do that this political party if it's then run in a psychopathic pyramidal structure way will use your desire against you and therefore it has to bend the concept of pollution into something abstract and turn it another way and then make it in such a way that you don't really notice it but slowly and slowly by slowly the concepts are being changed and all of a sudden you don't really understand the concept anymore because there's nowhere to arrive anymore it's just a vague line and it's just something very very vague and then you've known that you are a victim of hijacking of ideals which is um, part of uh, psychopathic behavior and this is going on in our society all the time there are problems fictional problems that are not really measurable and the solution can't be there because there has never been a real problem because the real problems are profitable and should not be looked at and because you have suppressed all these feelings into your unconscious body uh, let's say fear and anger um, a psychopath can use that against you by by letting you project it on another group of people and in the years after 9-11 this were uh, Muslims and at this moment I think it is unvaccinated people where we can project our anger and fear on this has been done multiple times in history it's the divide and conquer uh, principle and because most Buddhists will never really harm other people, they would just think about it or, or whatever. They, but they would not really step into if the, the psychopath that they voted for uh, has a solution for this group of people uh, to get rid of their fear and anger. And now we come at a very critical point in history. How far can this go, this principle? And I think this this can lead to uh, to terrible things, and terrible things just because we want it to be good, because the concept of what it means to be good can be manipulated all the time. First, you have to get your diploma, then you have to get a job, then you have to get a mortgage, then because of that, the, the prices are rising, and then you have to pay more debt. So every time that you followed society's picture of what it means to be good you're going further away from yourself and although you would see yourself as a non-selfish person it is actually very selfish behavior to 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 to, to try to get this feeling of uh, of being a goodist via doing stuff and imposing the same behavior onto others this is the most selfish thing that, that people can do and this will lead to wars. But these wars don't come out of the blue. These are representations 
of our inner conflict, our inner psychopath, how we treat ourselves, how mean we are to ourselves, how rigid we are in what we think we need to eat and how we need to live and how we need to walk and, when I, and everything planned and everything. And then eventually we tell ourselves we can find redemption, liberation or enlightenment. So many people want to reach enlightenment. But who wants to reach enlightenment? It is someone with a very disturbed psyche. Someone who needs to go in their body and feel the darkness instead of running away to even to always more extreme concepts of how the lo how the love and the light should look like. So we arrive back at shadow work. It all returns always to to shadow work. Integration of the soul, integration of psychological con um, aspects of yourself. You return home to who you really are. And to do the things that you feel like you need to do. And I won't go much further into uh, shadow work. But um, there is a, a phrase that I really, uh, really like. And sometimes when I feel a stuck emotion coming up. Because you know I'm not finished with this whole uh, journey on planet Earth. Then I use this honoponopono uh, phrase or prayer towards these aspect, aspects of myself that, that that pop up in my emotional body and probably also on organs uh, attached, uh, maybe on the stomach, uh, maybe uh, on my chest or whatever. And I tell it, "I love you. I'm sorry." Please forgive me. Thank you. I think it is time to completely throw away any authority that you think that holds any power over you. I think it is time to become your own authority, free from what everybody else needs thinks or wants or puts on you with propaganda or school books that are already full of political views and ideas of how life should look like it's time to reverse this and at this moment in in time maybe it's an end time i don't know but the inner war that i've been feeling inside of people that is very mean has obviously manifested itself externally and I think it is a big chance to to use this for our event advantage to really look at it and really feel it and accept it and to tell to tell it the phrase of honoponopono not just internally but also the people who want to inflict something on you the people who are so far away from the light of consciousness that they cannot feel anything anymore. And the pain that they're trying to do to other people is the pain they are carrying with them. The pain of being completely disconnected from the light. Which is probably always has been their journey in this lifetime to play that role of the villain. Because without the villain, the white cowboy never developed into the white cowboy. So I would like to thank, thank the, the villains that gave us such a difficult time from childhood on to 
to really got so disconnected and confused and, and, and lost in mental constructions and ideas and propaganda and, and how can we be good eventually in time what will, what will never come I think it is time to end this maze of unworthiness and go back within and see the illness or any other problem in life as an opportunity to heal yourself and thank the soul for the symptoms for the pain and also see it like it was always meant to be this way it could not have happened any other way and for the ones who feel like they, they want to outrun the illness you are always supposed to be on this point in time you're never supposed to be somewhere else this is your destiny this is your journey to step into your own being again but first to feel the misery inside of you which is not an easy, easy step and it takes time it takes time to look at all your programs and how you react to things all your ideas that you've suppressed and maybe 30 or 40 or 50 years of suppressed emotions and for me it is still difficult to feel fear because without fear <laughs> I mean like with fear I would probably never upload this uh, this on YouTube <laughs> hmm. yeah I think this is a, it's a good end for it have a beautiful day Thank you very much for watching or listening, I mean. Bye-bye.